0: We've also sort of included this post-podcast discussion before we've technically
1: finished. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't done a sign-off or we anything. Need, somebody well, needs I to sign-off. Somebody We're sign do a off. sign-off. I thought I was going to just say this is the longest podcast we've ever done, and that would have basically have been it. Oh, is that the end? That was going to be the end, and then you kept talking. <laughs> Did you hear the one about the Englishman, the Scotsman, and the Irishman that walked into the podcast? It's the Split Screen Podcast, episode 5. I am joined by the inimitable Craig Wilson, who is currently in a fit of mild laughter. I'm also joined <laughs> M- Mild is right, the right level. Uh, well, I did say it was going to be a mildly humorous introduction. I did tone it down a bit. Um, we're also joined by a very special guest today who did not want me to say this. He's an award-winning creative writer... He is uh, the founder of GameGripe, the world's grumpiest games website, and he used to write well, for second, PC soon for us.
2: Sec, well, second grumpiest games website after the Ram Raider blog, which is no longer in action. But okay. it's still far grumpier than me.
1: So, let's uh, have a big spit-screen welcome for Rick Lane. Yay! Yay. That's as enthusiastic as we get right here, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> about the most enthusiastic
2: response that's ever been. You know, I've ever had from anyone, so that's Fant- fine. Fantastic. Well,
1: it's all <laughs> <it's a, laughs> man of optimism, folks. Yeah, it's all downhill <laughs> from here. That's
0: what. That's why I write Game Right.
1: <laughs> this week's podcast is going to be about PC gaming, uh, specifically uh, the future of PC gaming. I know we've called it a very PC podcast, which is some kind of lame pun like we normally do. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's um, we've partly invited Rick on here because he's a big PC gaming fan, and he's a good PC gaming stick we can beat. You know, a straw man. <laughs> But otherwise it'd just be the two of us. I hope it's just know, a metaphorical thing. <laughs> so it'd be the two of us
0: just forming half-formed opinions with no counterargument. Yeah, going, yeah well, it's kind of rubbish, isn't it? Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. so, so you have well, invited me to provide my half-formed argument. Yeah, and then together <laughs> we might form. <laughs>
1: so it's just one rubbish argument. Yeah. Um,
2: PCs are good because you get to use keyboard and mouse.
1: So you've got a, you've got a half-formed argument and then you've just got no-form response. <laughs> so that's a that's a really good start. So how did everybody get into PC games then? What was your first PC like, Craig? Uh,
0: first PC was some Windows thing, which had the kind of blue. That, that
1: narrows it down.
0: It had the word processor it was one of those blue background ones. And like a DOS machine. It, it was must have a- been a DOS machine then. This is how. Like I don't really know. Uh, I don't know the Latin names for like what my old PCs were, but I had that and there was an old sort of golf game on it. But they were kind of, always very low-power kind of PCs. Sounds so, like a
1: floppiest discus.
0: Yeah, so the extent of my kind of PC gaming was like co- Championship Manager, like I think every other kid in Scotland, and then... XL95. Co- yeah, <laughs> and Roller Coaster Tycoon. And that's that's been about it until I got a new laptop about a few years ago. Fair enough. So I'm fairly new to it.
1: Well, I mean, contrary to popular belief, I used to be a really big PC gamer. My first PC was a Gateway 2000 box, you know, they were the the cow print boxes. Yeah. And it came with such classic titles as Command and Conquer Red Alert, and X Wing vs. TIE Fighter, and The Magic School Bus Explore Space. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that show. <laughs> Actually, The Magic School Bus Ocean had a really good game where you had to like, place this fish going through the deep ocean, and uh, you had these like, sort of bright lights, and you'd be like, ah, oh, that must be the goal. There was an angler fish. You were caught out just like the fish. Evolution works. It fooled me as much as it fooled a fish. <laughs>
0: actually, I remember, as you know, you're saying that. My, actually, the first PC gaming experience, we had a PC at school that would get wheeled about on a trolley between classrooms at primary school.
1: Sure, it wasn't like a crash cart. <laughs>
0: it, got, it got wheeled between tro- Yeah, and you would like, hear it rattling down the corridor, like, oh, the technology's coming.
1: And <laughs> it, all bow
0: to the PC. And it had that like, doesn't happen anymore. Zumbinis on it and some other sort of logic y math game.
1: Oh, I used to have. Did you ever play Pod? We had BBC Micros in our school, and it had. Two games which were Pod and Pod was this, uh, just a big tomato, and you typed in like um, jump, and Pod would go bloop, and the, you know, the sound effects were always really good back in those days. So, like Pod can run and go up, 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 and you would see his feet moving. And then of course, well you know me being eight, I'd be like fart. And I would just say Pod can't fart, and that was even funnier. So we used to have this weird,
2: <laughs> this weird um, like. Uh, contraption making game. It was like, just like, and you just like, you used to put girders and stuff up, and then you could put balls on, the balls would roll down the was that called, <laughs> and like, and The
1: it, Incredible Machine or something yeah, like that? I think that. it was, yeah, yeah. And, Fantastic and, but,
0: Contraption.
2: Th- There's another a- one which is similar to that. <laughs> yeah, th- th- I just remember that because th- there was a. There was like a duck or chicken thing, and you could you could actually like kill the duck or chicken and like by rolling a cannonball onto its head, and it would just go like that. And then you can't you can't see what I just did, but uh, was no, this like... game sponsored then, by Bernard it,
1: Matthews? It would... out all he could make was a factory farm for the slaughter. But it would of have little
2: crosses on its eyes and everything. It was just really. And then there was another one called uh, <laughs> Betsy. It was like and it was this little point-and-click adventure game with a dog, and it was like supposed to be educational. It was sent Tudor times or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember there was a there was a bit where. You, Kind of, there's like this bear-baiting guy, and he tries to he's, he tries to get the dog to come with it And everybody in the class was going, "Don't click on him; he'll take it." So I did, and he takes you away, and, and the dog dies. And then I was banned from using the computer for half an hour for, kind of, for going killing, killing hour. this virtual dog.
0: I think when we tried to do like a sort of light intro, we've tapped into <laughs> some unfortunately <laughs> unfortunate,
1: like suppressed uh, memories. Oh well, I was going to talk about the only other games I have are uh, from the BBC Micro. There's one called Catch, which is a fishing simulator. We got to go to the Hebrides and. Possibly the scariest game I've ever played, which is called Granny's Garden. Are you guys familiar with this? Yeah. It's an educational point and click adventure. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I was threatened to put pictures up on the podcast website, but I swear this time I'm going to. <laughs> and um, so, Granny's Garden, you know, these kids and their parents have been imprisoned by a witch somewhere. So, you go through the po- portal in Granny's Garden, Narnia style, to this mountain land. And it's one of these things, like, there is a house, you know. Do you go in? Yeah, go in the house. Yeah, it's like there's a door to your left and a, the kitchen and a, a cupboard. Where do you go? Cupboard. In the cupboard, you see, you know, a bucket and uh, and and a broom. What do you do? Pick up bucket. And Then the witch comes, wah, wah, wah. and the witch is the the, the most that. hideous thing you've ever seen. And it just says, uh, you're like, and it, and it lips animate like a crocodile's jaws, and just says, "Now I'm going to send you home." And that was the scariest thing I'd ever played. And I, I, I still shiver when I see the face of that horrible witch. So there you go. That's my childhood memories. That and peeing myself in primary one. That's pretty much it. Nice. <laughs>
2: the first one I actually owned was uh, it was a four hundred megahertz PC. Uh, I remember it was four hundred megahertz because it could, it had like a little a little box on the on the on the PC tower, and it used to come up four hundred in like green. green <laughs> this light, is green, impressive. Green numbering, yeah. <laughs> wow. It was like, wow, 400 megawatts. Mine was
1: 300, so uh, was a good bit of one-upmanship going on My there.
2: dad's was only 233, so it was like, yeah,
0: mine's better than you. See, this already is now like bordering into what I imagine people say PC gaming. It's a lot of numbers right, well, <laughs> with a lot of units beside it. <laughs> I'll, I'll a lot look. of specifications for things. I don't
1: really understand what RAM means. Well, I can, I can up the stakes, because after my first computer, which, uh, I mean, it was such an old computer that I remember the hard drive failed and we had to get a bigger one that came with it because it didn't make 8-gig card drives anymore. seems comical now because you get like a 16-gig you know, flash drive for yeah. 30 quid. Um, and I got a, a Dell Dimension that had a 1 gigahertz processor, and that was like the first time the gigahertz barrier was broken. Step and
0: aside, then, NASA.
1: And then, uh, no. <laughs> Your time has passed. Watch out, Casper, I'm going to take you down to this beast. Yeah. Um, but the, the other funny thing about it was that it didn't even have uh, like standard DDR RAM. It had RAM bus you familiar. It's called RD RAM, and you could hear the blank there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've beaten i Rick. He's out. He's going to bus? Go, why would you? Magic school bus in the Rambus? Most of bus for and, sheep. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, the only other thing it uses that night is the is the PS3, um, and uh, yeah, that, that computer was great. I mean, it ran ran Max Payne like a champ. Mm. Oh, Max Payne. Oh, Max Payne. We'll have more Max bid memories, but I used to be a really—I used to play PC games all the time because I had my Sega Saturn, and then you know everybody bought a PlayStation instead. So from about say '97 to basically whenever I got my Xbox, which is around 2001, 2002, I was a big PC gaming fiend. Uh, I, I love all those classics.
0: So I guess we've been sort of banding around the term PC gaming a bit to sort of give it a little bit of a definition. I'm going to pose somewhat, well at least it sounded controversial I think the fact that we've somewhat talked about it a little bit, again before the podcast where we made most of our good jokes
1: Yeah. Well um, it's good to get them out of the way
0: I was going to say, like, uh, to me there isn't as much a thing as PC gaming anymore uh, and what I used to think of PC gaming was that it was connected to the internet it was how you could play online multiplayers you would get patches that would fix stuff in the game or that would add new stuff you would get a lot of um the expansion packs and, like oh, you yeah. never used to get for PCs and that was always this thing I would look at in the store going oh you need this game to play this other game like
1: Quake, Scourge of Armagon and,
0: yeah there was the whole talking those IM I and sort of voice over IP stuff and playing things in LAN I mean that was the only way like before, the most sort of you would have would be a like, four player on GoldenEye I mean like, you know the idea is that you sort of you can go in and you know drop into like is it, I think Frontline Fields of War, or no Mag for the PS3, which is like 256 players. Yeah. Not saying that's 256 times better than being on your own, but Wait,
1: 256 <laughs> douchebags
0: it's <giving Yeah. laughs> an online shooter on a console. But like that kind of thing is that used to be the home of sort of PC games. Whereas I see a lot of that now has been subsumed into the kind of console.
1: I guess it's interesting that it took so long for console gaming to catch up because I can remember things like the um, you know, Sega Saturn NetLink modem mm-hmm. and. You got to like get a Saturn network kit. PS One had a network yeah, like PS a link cable. Two had a kind of modem
0: that you could slot mm. in, but it never really went anywhere. Dreamcast was before its time in that it had the, well, the Dreamcast thing had in a 33k in. modem
1: and you could whap a broadband adapter into it. Um, yeah. And it, I think it probably was the turning point. But certainly with the Saturn and PlayStation, they did try things like online gaming and. Uh, well, not so much VoIP, but certainly online and land gaming, and it just didn't really take off. I don't know if it was because well, the technology Dreamcast was
2: just generally so before its time that nobody liked it.
1: I yeah. don't even like the Dreamcast, and I'm a big Mega Sega fanboy. I could, I, okay, this is this is my definitive guide to <laughs> Sega consoles. Mega Drive, awesome. Saturn, crap hardware, great games. Dreamcast, great hardware, crap games.
0: There you go. Can't really argue. Neither can I. I <laughs> yeah, don't have any of them. You're, so. blo-
1: you're blown away. Don't even need to do an article. The best Mega Drive <laughs> games. My word is gospel. I went
2: Mega Drive PC. That's that's. I, I wasn't a PC gamer first. I was a Mega Drive gamer first. So
1: where did it all go wrong? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I sat on my first PC and went, "Oh, this is awesome."
1: Don't swear in the podcast, Rick. This is children. Listen to this. <laughs> that's true.
0: That's the first swear.
1: I I think I I, I swore. I I, I, I must have sneaked out an F word last time. I don't know if you cut it out.
0: Uh, I did, yeah. You oh, caught okay. a cow over it. Well, no, that was the second one. No. Was and that. then I also saw at the end of one of the podcasts, which I then well, I just cut that Right, off. And we ended no more up bad there. words. Okay.
1: I've got soap, but I'm not afraid to wash your mouth at work. <laughs> 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 well, now we're, in, now we're in 2011, and uh, I guess things are very different. Uh, we've got Portal 2 coming out next week, which has Steam cross-platform play with the PS3. So you can, when you, get a, when you buy Portal 2 for the PS3, you get a free PC copy as well. Um, but uh,
0: what does that say other than Valve want to to hook into that console yeah. audience and get them to first of all have Steam and then once you've got Steam, they can sell you hats. We've covered this.
1: Are you are you saying that uh, companies don't give things away for free? I mean, look at Google. Are you saying oh. that are you send Google out to make money instead of being really you, nice? Maybe, maybe they're trying free? to
2: persuade the PS3 gamers to come back to the PC with this free PC game and then they play it on the PC and they go, oh, well, the, where, where it's much warm
1: fun. inside and you get nice, you know, cookies and milk and everything's lovely in the PC you don't have to sit in front of your TV anymore in your big comfy armchair with your 50 inch TV you can crouch in front of a monitor instead PC it's awesome that's true
0: I mean that was like the sort of first interesting like, definition I heard between like PC gaming and consoles that kind of PC is like lean forward like you feel a game like Civ like Civilization you'll feel yourself sort of lurching forward to the screen kind of hunkering over keyboard playing more whereas kind of console games are more sort of lean back um, and so sort of, you know out on a couch kind of thing
1: I guess PC games might feel like work because whenever I'm on a PC you're just kind of like right it's work time now it's business time yeah. and you are sitting crouched over like right it's time to game and I know um, quite recently I plugged my MacBook into my TV and played Civ 5 on the TV so I had my wireless keyboard and mouse and I sort of leaned back in the armchair like I was at the deck of the Enterprise it was really comfortable it was, it was, it was good but I suppose with Civ 5 there's quite a lot of you know Text you have to read, so you do have to kind of lean in. Mm. And I think PC games certainly are a lot more text heavy. Like you wouldn't get something like, you know, Baldur's Gate. Imagine playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. In fact, you can play Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and possibly 3 on the Xbox. And I believe right. they are pants because the screen resolution is just not good enough to display that kind of information. Right.
2: I kind of feel like it's a more kind of intense and kind of. Pure way of playing games. I'm not this kind of a game supremacist.
1: Sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> before it was all uh, before before the muddy Stand blood. Down of the Rick, put your hand down. I, know, it's, it's like, I feel like it's the difference between <laughs> Rick. Where did you get that tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: watched the American. It's a history. picture of a monitor, it. guys. It's just a
0: monitor. It's yeah. Not a swastika at all. <laughs> Why is the eagle carrying on the monitor? What's that got to do with it? <laughs> no, yeah, like you can go deep on some PC games.
2: Well, it's, I feel like it's kind of the difference between like watching TV and going to the cinema. Like when you when you watch TV, you kind of chill out and you go, You know, you can maybe have some friends running You chat while you're watching whatever it is. I don't
0: know friends. I don't watch much TV, so when did Friends finish? It's still rerunning. It never
1: finishes. Friends, right. Friends can't be killed. The, the sun will burn out before Friends <laughs> stops being on TV. And even after the sun burns out, solar powered generators are run Friends. By the time the sun's light reaches us, we'll still be going.
2: But yeah, so you know, you kind of you, you sit back and you know, maybe with friends, maybe in you know you watch TV whereas with PC games you know you sit down and you put your headphones on and you're in and you, you know and there's nothing else kind of that distracts you from, from playing your game so
1: no I, I agree I think your- I think whenever you're sitting down to play a console it's like just flipping on the TV whereas a PC game is an event yeah. something you sit down specifically yeah. to do and if you look at I guess the, the big PC boom in the 90s right if you go to say let's go, let's go back in time to 1993 oh I'm so young and immature um PC game at the time, Doom. Console game at the time, Mario Kart. Yeah. Both games have a lot of multiplayer aspects to them, but think about the way people are playing them. Mario Kart is four people, one console. In fact, two people, one console, and a a bag of Doritos. And game... a Game? Game? (laughs) Doom is a game. And Doom, it's you playing with people of the internet in a darkened room of your own with a large bag of watts. It's probably in a glass of milk. So... I, 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 that's probably the, the worst analogy I've ever made but what I'm trying to say is that console games are by definition probably more casual and more multiplayer oriented at least in a more social multiplayer aspect
0: yeah, yeah. but that you can't really say that is a case anymore I mean unless you're sort of looking at the Wii and probably what Connect are trying to do because the best games to play on the Xbox or the PS3 sort of require you to be on your own machine I mean my, yeah. my, sorry, my two flatmates I lived with last year we would play Left for Dead or Call of Duty, but we would be in separate rooms, talking to each other through headphones, going through Xbox Live, that we could sort of hear through the walls. <laughs> so, uh, so
2: and it's, so, and on the other on the flip side, you know, you have got, um, I mean, you say uh, like Xbox is more casual, but there's a massive casual gaming kind of community on the PC now. Like, I mean, yeah. you ask the question, what is like a PC gamer? You know. Maybe if you'd asked that question 10 years ago, you would have been able to say, well, people like me. But,
1: um. I'd say people like me. I'm a guy like you. Elaborate on that. What's a person like you like? Um.
2: Sad and overweight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people don't know that. They can't see you. You need to talk about your personality. You need to be positive. <laughs> You're selling yourself here. Come on. There's a new audience for you.
2: Anyway, what I'm saying is. You know, a, uh, a PC gamer can be anybody from like a ten-year-old kid playing Farmville to uh, you know my
1: forty-year-old aunt who plays Farmville. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anyone who plays Farmville apart from
0: well. That your numbers have dropped off on Farmville. To say they they peaked, they got up to eighty million active players, and now it's down to forty million. Did everybody realise that you know, what a real computer game was? It probably that it doesn't go anywhere. But I was actually interested just not to side-rail it too much. Into what it. do you mean goals and objectives?
1: What are these things? Oh my god, the games. <laughs> well, that's like the
0: the, the benefit of um,
2: ah, but you you say that, and say goals and objectives. What are these things? What about Minecraft? No goals and objectives. Of Minecraft. Yeah, I was.
0: They're kind of like. I was just gonna say, like the PC is still where I see the most innovative, and the most interesting games coming out of. I mean, like in terms of just what I've played in the past year. Like, I mean, Minecraft. I mean, that wouldn't just happen. That wouldn't have existed. And co- I know that's sort of an obvious thing to say. It wouldn't exist on the console. But the community that's grown around it, in terms of, it's one of those games which is great to watch other people play and to see how they they've played and to see mm-hmm. what they've made. And well, I, like, I so I've is, enjoyed
1: watching you guys play Minecraft. I haven't played it yet.
0: Yes, but like to like get all that going, you kind of need there to be like forums where people can take pictures and post it, or the YouTube videos as well. I mean, you just type Minecraft into YouTube and you'll just see yeah, like all sorts called. of weird shit.
2: Minecraft is the game that Spore tried to be.
0: That's true. Yeah. And failed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hello, uh, what's interesting is you're talking about Minecraft being a, a game unique to the PC, but have you seen uh, what I believe is called Frontier Craft um, or something like that? Mm. A Fortress, probably, Craft. Fortress, Fortress Craft. Fortress Craft, that's the one, which is a port of Minecraft, or essentially a ripoff of Minecraft on Xbox Live.
0: Yeah, so the, that, it, that's
1: a game that people said couldn't be done on consoles. I think the. Yeah,
0: because like Minecraft was. like The source sort of idea from that was something called Infiniminer, which someone else developed and it's essentially the block building kind of thing. Mm. And they released that as open source code and then the sort of Mahjong guys took it into Minecraft. So I think this guy's probably, from the sands of it anyway, well, in my sort of accusations I, here. I read, I read <laughs> an
1: interview with him and obviously it is quite controversial because you look at it, it just looks like Minecraft with avatars. It's possibly the most horrible thing I can think of. But um, whenever you do an interview with the guy, he, um, he says, oh yeah, my inspiration is this game called Dwarf Fortress. Which is this really oh, yeah. stupid. No, I'm, I'm going 2, to 2D dungeon crawler game. Yeah. It's, it's nothing like Minecraft except that Fortress Craft. Not only has Craft in name, but looks like Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the the problem with me for Minecraft now is they've set a date for the launch, and so I would have been tempted to pick it up and beat it. But now I'm just going to wait, and it can be my game when I'm having a break from Skyrim. Yeah, you'll pr- you
2: probably, you probably start thinking that, but when you actually play, you'll, Skyrim will become your break from playing Minecraft, because that's how it happens. I don't
1: know. I'll probably think, like, whenever I'm shaving off my Skyrim beard, because I haven't left my room in five days, i thinking, ah, oh, Minecraft, that'll do while I shave. I can play that one hand um, <laughs> uh I don't know. I think we've touched everything. No, that's that's the podcast over, right? So, uh, <laughs> see you there. <laughs> so, um, uh, unfortunately... Um, it seems like Rick and I have prepared some kind of intense debate here, so we've, yes. we've put up a, a series of points and counterpoints. I don't know if we just want to tear through them and argue with each other, and Craig's going to sit as Arbiter and try and break up the fight that ensues. I'm just yeah, going to sit there. here
2: and look stupid, because I can't remember anything. that that's,
1: <laughs> that's, fine, that's fine by me. It makes me look better. Okay, so, uh, I believe the
0: Right Honourable Alan Williamson from the county of Edinburgh approaching the stand with something to uh, if discuss. Have got the, the conch? <laughs> you do indeed have the conch.
1: So, what's PC gaming like in 2011? And this is me being deliberately argumentative and sarcastic, which I'm not known for doing, but I thought of a break <laughs> from tradition just for today. Um, okay, PC gaming in 2011 is incompatibility and crashes. Uh, now, uh, Rick told me a nice story about how he was playing Amnesia The Dark Descent. He very kindly bought for me for my birthday last year, and I promise I will play one day. But... Um, he said the trial the beta version worked fine but he got the review and then he got the full version and it didn't work on his PC anymore no
0: no no it does work it's just wait Mr. Mr. Lane Mr. Lane Mr. Williamson has hey, the flaw hey I've <laughs> this is Mr. excellent Mr. Williamson please continue I wish I wish. don't to... cross I... the sword line <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm considering getting Rick into the podcast just to break up you and me in the future you can sit there's a passive party but um, <laughs> I mean, the, the problem with PC gaming for me is I don't want to have to sit and look at the specs I don't want to hunt for a patch my worst PC gaming experience was Outcast I um, don't know if you've heard about that the awesome. rap band yeah yeah. that urban band no it's a <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's a game that famously uses voxels or other than yeah, pixels lovely, lovely 3D pixels the it. other one that uses voxels is uh, Tiberian yeah. Um but Outcast is this really good uh, action adventure game from the late 90s and it's like one of infograms of biggest biggest flops you plugged in Outcast you installed it it just didn't work you had to wait for Outcast patch 2 to come out, which eventually resolved that, right? So several years later, get my new Dell 1GHz Turbo Flopper Mega Monster, put Outcast in doesn't even read the disc, because I needed Outcast patch 1, a separate patch to cover the other issue that crashed other PCs that weren't running Windows 95 and that to me just sums up PC gaming from now until eternity and I really like that on a console you can just plug in the disc and you know what's going to work
0: patches and compatibility issues and install problems. Reclaim, rebuttal? Well,
2: um, I kind of think you've picked like the most notoriously awkward game to install and play ever because Outcast is notorious for. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to pick an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> but like you say about Amnesia not working on my PC, it is actually the only game that doesn't w- it's not that it doesn't work, it's just for some reason it has a slight frame rate issue where it's a bit stuttery <laughs> And I could probably play it if I want to, but it annoys me being a PC gamer. Have you ever considered a career it in perfect. PR?
1: No, it's not that it doesn't work; it's just good, you know, frame rate problems.
2: I think there's a big difference between it not working and having a slight, a slight frame rate stutter. In that it is playable, it's just that I won't because I won't play it unless it runs smooth as glass. Because I've been spoiled by my new PC that just runs anything, ever. So
1: good. Does it run Crisis?
2: Yes, it runs Crisis on everything full. It runs crisis on orgasm mode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there is, uh, I think, that is uh, the other rebuttal to that is that console games quite equally uh, don't work, and at least in their multiplayer side. I mean, Call of Duty Black Ops had a bit of a rocky first week. Uh, Gears of War Three, the part of the reason why they're so public on this beta that they're having for the multiplayer is because the two. first two weeks it has been. Not unplayable, but not satisfactory anyway yeah. um and mostly lag issues and and all that kind of stuff so it's it's a yeah. fair thing, but, but I mean we
1: were sorry now I was just going to say whenever you've got a console there's there there is one configuration there's one Xbox whereas there're not multiple xboxing, whereas you know something that um like a pc game if you buy bullet storm has to work on my Mac which is a mobile GPU that's about three years old it's got to work on your ASR 1 is it an AMD is it an Intel is it an ATI is it an NVIDIA what kind of pixel shader does it support what version of DirectX does it support what kind of windows you're running what's your sound drivers what's your network drivers there's a total smorgasbord I could have gone on forever with that but I decided to curtail myself um so, at least with a console, there's always the confidence that it will be fixed. Whereas I think, certainly with PC games, what I've seen is there's a tendency for developers to ignore a lot of those issues and just kind of sweep it under the carpet a bit, and a lot of those bugs don't get addressed.
2: The weird thing is that most, like the games with the most problems, tend to be ones which are PC exclusive and it's something that I've noticed playing PC With the most and- problems yeah it's so like what's been like a recent like well Armed Assault 2 is the one I'm playing at the moment which is a ridiculously ambitious military simulator mm-hmm. where you can like you've got this whole island which is rendered constantly throughout the game and you can see like to the horizon. You're talking it makes, you know, Oblivion look tiny by comparison to the size of this place. And you can do things like you can dynamically call in helicopters to take you across the map. You don't have to pilot the helicopter, you can let somebody else do it and it will take you from A to B A point A to point B mm. and it actually works. Which is the most <laughs> astounding thing of all. But it requires a PC that's about as twice as powerful as Crisis to run on the highest settings. Even wow. my PC struggles with it. So and things like other games like The Witcher when that first came out that had you know issues, um, Crisis of course is the classic example well, of a PC exclusive game that was too powerful that, or required a yeah, PC it that was quite, too powerful. Seemed quite
1: badly coded because certainly Warhead cleared yeah, up a lot Warhead of that. Warhead yeah. cleared
2: it all up and it was you know, you know it was actually a playable game when Warhead came out.
0: Stalker and Call of Pripyat. So yeah, Call of a mess. Yeah,
2: yeah, those those kind of Eastern Bloc games which are wonderfully ambitious and I like to see that, but also you know have a tendency to be incredibly buggy but you like multi-platform releases Ten, you know most of them they'll all load up fine i
1: guess the yes. thing with it, most of those games the only exception being crisis which i guess i mean Crytek are still a relatively small studio but a lot of those are quite low budget titles yeah. they don't necessarily have the huge resources of id software or epic or people like that whose games tend to be a bit more polished like it's you stopped. know you wouldn't have got rage as i wouldn't think going to be broken out of the door no, or, and Doom Three yeah. Doom
2: Three when that that was PC yeah. It was, it was that, like, that was fine. And yeah. far the original Far Cry as well. That was that was fine.
1: The only exception to that is obviously Bethesda, um, who are notorious for releasing buggy games. Like if you if Oblivion in the three sixty, you know, characters will just walk off cliffs and die. You can't even stop them. You can hold the back and go, No, no, turn back mm-hmm. But can't happen, Fallout three, Fallout New Vegas, you know, it's,
2: Yeah, Fallout New Vegas was
1: Bugfest, Bugfest Super Extravaganza, but they're they're the only guys doing that, I guess. So that's
2: the weird thing. It's not like, it's not PC games that have those problems. It's just the more ambitious Mm. games. There's one that's just come out called The Precursors, which is kind of like an RPG slash shooter slash space sim. (laughs) So you can, like, take off on the planet from the planets and go fight in space and then come back down to, like, about six planets. And they're all massive. It's by the guys that did boiling point which was one that was again hugely ambitious and hugely buggy and this one's exactly the same why are you (laughs) taking a road you're already there (laughs) so but uh, I I read I actually read uh, PC Gamer's review and they said it was rubbish and then I read Rock Paper Shotgun's review and they said it was really really good but you have to put up with the bugs if you want to experience pardon
1: what do you think I've I've
2: not touched it yet but I'm tempted to to try it out now because of what Rock Paper Shotgun said
1: Stalker I knew was so buggy that whenever I bought it off Steam I actually went and installed lots of mods and patches before I played it which I think that that kind of bootstrapping just seems crazy and it also brings in another pet hate of mine which is lengthy install sequences and um, I I played Metal Gear Solid 3 for the PS3 uh, sorry Metal Gear Solid 4 for the PS3 it's clearly turning the word cock-up week for me and um it famously has installed sequences where Snake will just sit and puff his way through a pack of cigarettes and you think oh you know maybe he's going to finish the cigarette and then the game will continue but no he just cracks another one out of the pack and keeps going the game the game takes around an hour to install it's split into about five chunks at the end of every act then it loads the next chapter while Snake dies a cancerous death and uh, so so you've brought up your next point and
0: then made your point against yourself because you are a console man Rick is PC man <laughs> what I was going to say
1: is that is poop and the installers are poop and they shouldn't be there but PC games all have installers they're ubiquitous at the 360 you don't you can do an optional install you can copy the disc to save yourself a bit of loading time but it's by no means mandatory it's only the PS3 it's brought in the, the mandatory install that's true um, so uh, yeah installers you can be bothered with them do you want to wait two hours to play StarCraft I don't because oh, it's round one, of my game show.
0: Because uh, right. I'm melding this in, it's sort of House of Lords, You've um, you a game princess? show here. Yeah, I've got, I've got
1: questions. Oh Jinx this is, this is like a mid
0: round. Like I'm like the girl who like walks across the boxing match in the bikini, like to give me something. interest. Uh, so this is like, this is like keep on on. Can we so, have a
1: prize for the the, uh, the game show? What if like Rick beats me and have a flake out of my Easter egg pack? <laughs> all right, we'll see you. Soon. <laughs> all right, see you.
0: So I'll ask you the question, right, and then you're gonna give me your answer. So first question. I bought StarCraft II uh, in September, and uh, I had installed it, and I had a lot of fun installing it. I took out the nice big fancy box, and in the box there was a manual. So in the manual for StarCraft II, was it A, 19 pages of detailed instructions on how to install the game, B, 19 pages of instructions on how to play the game, kind of breaking down the units and the different controls, or was it C, 19 pages of StarCraft lore, mainly about the first game that I didn't buy?
1: I'm going to say C. It is 19 pages of lore, because I've read the manual. All right, you're both correct, you both get a point.
2: I, I have not read the manual, so I should
0: get the point. <laughs> I
1: think I should get the point for honesty, so
0: we're even, whatever way. Alright, I'm going to give like, a point each there, but I like Brick's point, so he's getting another point for Moxie. So, there was actually a quick start guide in there as well. <laughs> is it fixed? Well, it's not in a democracy, my friend. There's actually a quick start in there on how to install the game, which had a one-page troubleshoot. So, question two. I had to download a patch... Now, the game had been out for about a month, so this was the first major patch that came out. Did it A, download and install, but take absolutely ages? Did it B, download, freeze, and then make me download the patch again? Or did it C, download, freeze, and then make me install the full game, and download the patch again? I'm going to say C. Alan? I think this is a bit of a red herring. I'm going to say A. Uh, Well, you're wrong, Alan. It was a C. Made (laughs) Made me install the full game again download the entire patch again and then install the patch and it worked the second time.
2: That's never actually happened to me, but it sounds—it reminds me of Games for Windows Live, which we should probably talk about at some yeah. point, because I, oh, yeah. I really, really want to hate on Games for Windows Live, and I am not going through this podcast without getting the opportunity to do so.
1: Website, our website's all sun, sunshine and rainbows. You'd be your own side to a, gripe, a game gripe, if you will. We do our killings in this I've meet.
2: seen your Prince of Persia review. It is not all sunshine and rainbows, my friend. It is most definitely not.
0: All right, all right. So three. How long was it before I actually got to play the game? Was it three hours, six hours, or three days? or hey, three? Six hours. I'm going to go for three days, because I know what your home internet connection's like. Yeah, it was actually three days, so uh, yeah. that's, So at the end of the first round, Rick is leading with three points. Alan's got two points. We'll pick this up again
1: later. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> It's close. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point at which to totally kill the flow of the podcast. But I liked it. I, I think I'm going to come back. That's one for the edit room, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I don't think you have a comeback for the installers thing, because it's true, and nobody can be arsed with that. Um, mm-hmm. My next point is that I think PC gamers pay more money for a... Well, uh, I, I sort of said lesser experience, but that's not strictly speaking true, is it? I mean, the games are a wee bit cheaper than the PC, but the kit certainly is not. So, everybody's got a TV in their house, right? Even if it's a re you know, crappy, nine-inch black-and-white portable, that's a TV. And consoles cost about you know point of entry is about 150 pounds for an Xbox, say 250 maybe. PC, you're going to need a monitor. That's 100 pounds. PC kit is not going to be less than 300 pounds. And that PC you buy is just not going to be as good as a console for gaming. It's just not.
0: Okay, Rick. Well, what's in your PC and how much did it cost? <sighs> Right.
2: Okay.
1: This yeah. Is... You, you can't include bits you had before. You have to include the case and stuff. Because I, whenever I build one, it cost eight hundred pounds.
2: Right. So I have to include everything. Well, but you know the important. Yeah. Bits. yeah the bits. The The big, bits. Thing, the big well, bits. I'll, I'll include. I might as well include everything. Okay. okay so the perfect. case was probably the case was twenty five pounds. Okay. The case was twenty five.
1: Are oh, you doing a you doing a how calculation? Was, this kind? How
2: much was the case you put uh, for?
1: Yeah, she she'll not be named. Um, uh, about oh God, I don't know. It was a nice aluminium one, so about seventy quid.
2: Right okay mine cost 25 pounds. Cool
1: okay. cool case though.
2: Right. The graphics card cost graphics card was the most expensive thing that cost 120. Okay. Processor was 70 pounds. Okay. The motherboard was 40 pounds. The RAM will be what another 40 pounds. Is that everything? Hard drive Screen. hard drive mm. uh, 50 pounds. Optical
1: hat. drive Op- no. Screen you, see, you don't install it so did you, you see this?
2: Oh, CD drive, got yeah. DVD drive, about twenty quid. Monitor, eighty pounds. Does your yeah. monitor have speakers? Keep
0: yeah, yeah. Speakers is no, next.
2: I don't have speakers. Just my, the headphones. Much is your headset. So These were thirty pounds.
0: Thirty pounds.
1: Keyboard and mouse.
2: Keyboard and mouse, um, twenty five pounds overall. Oh my! My mouse was free because I got it from PC Zone. <laughs> <And> my <laughs> mean, subscription.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I didn't just get. Didn't buy I it. I did get
2: some cool stuff, but it wasn't a mouse.
1: Um, and your monitor sits on a desk no I'm just kidding that <laughs> me, <that was laughs> me, but uh, yeah okay
0: right Craig what's the scores so that came to about £520 by so my count <laughs> okay so my rebuttal here Alan uh-huh. uh, how much was your three Xbox 360? Uh, £250 £250 how much is that absolutely gigantic massive TV mm. retail worth? it was free because I won it in the competition that doesn't count how much would it have cost anyway? Eight hundred
1: pounds. Eight hundred pounds. Oh, eight 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 zero zero. Uh, Eighty pounds. Sorry. Eight zero zero. Oh, eight zero zero pounds. But, okay. But the TV that I bought originally was three
0: hundred. All right. Okay. So we'll give you the three hundred. So let's see. So that that um, Xbox three hundred and sixty. Like, mm-hmm. does that come with internet? Uh, what do you mean? Like, how do you play games online?
1: Well, same way you play with a PC. We are home broadband connection. Yeah.
0: oh so like the the internet provider that Rick pays for, that that covers the Xbox Live as well. And that doesn't Another Xbox life? it will be fifty pounds. That'll be fifty pounds. How much we? Can Is that we recurring? Fifty pounds every year? That's fifty pounds a year. Yeah. Oh wow! That's, that's, so how many years have you had that? Come two thousand seven. So, so maybe three, call four, call, it, call it three years. Four, just call four, it, four okay, three, call it three agonising years. So times that by three. Okay.
1: <laughs> Those big speakers there. Alan, how much are they? They were two hundred pounds half price. Um, oh, the, the, spe, the speakers. You don't need. Yeah, the you don't need the speakers. My TV comes with speakers. But that's what if,
2: you've forgotten the four controllers for your Xbox? Those are about thirty pounds each.
1: Well, that you only need you only need one to play, and one. (laughs) But how many do you
0: have? (laughs) Three. We'll we'll call that one more controller because you you need a second controller, don't you? For Uh, these games, it's not the Wii. You can't just buy a game and get one. No, that's true. Um. So, we'll count count the three hundred pound TV there. So that's what's that? Have Technically speaking, that setup was eight (laughs) hundred and thirty pounds. compared to the PC's 520.
1: Okay. How many people do you know that have a TV in their house? Because I would probably say everyone. Whereas an HD TV? Th- mo- That's right a hell of a yeah. lot of people do have them. So the whole point of the console is the TV shouldn't be included in the cost because everyone's got one anyway.
0: Mm, I think it's sort of getting to the point, though, because I've got a friend who doesn't have um, an HD TV mm-hmm. and he is very vocal about how he can read any of the text in Bulletstorm yeah. and he couldn't I know Banjo-Kazooie as well that's been Dead patched Rising it, Dead Rising as well yeah. Mass Effect I imagine maybe because there's quite a lot of text in that isn't it Um, I don't know so oh no maybe. no actually I no? played
1: it in the standard deaf TV over Christmas Okay, it's well, fine actually well, some games are HD. Well,
2: minus the TV, how much did that setup cost?
0: Well, minus the the TV, it's it's about five hundred and thirty actually. Oh, right. So it's about the same.
2: That's what that's what was uh-huh. always my argument. It's about the same. When, about and the same also, when you, you factor in, in games costs, your games on an Xbox cost forty pounds, yeah. maybe thirty five. Games on a PC will cost twenty to twenty five per yeah. pop. So long as you're sensible where you buy them. I accept like that.
1: that, that, that so like yeah. that so,
0: price of setting up, basically fair, about yeah. the same, really. Yeah. yeah, I I always okay. felt
2: that it was much <laughs> closer than what because I to be honest I would I would have said that PC gaming is more expensive. It's just nowhere near, you know, as much more expensive as people you know make it out to be.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose the other thing is whenever you buy a console is that it probably lasts for longer. I mean, the Xbox Three Sixty been out since two thousand and five, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you bought a PC and built a PC in two thousand and five that's going to be capable uh, as capable as an Xbox will in two thousand and eleven. Because, okay, even if it's going to be less powerful, developers work to the lowest common denominator, which is a 360. So if you think about a PC you would have built for the same amount you for £300 in 2005, is that going to run Bulletstorm the same way an Xbox will in 2011? Because I don't think it necessarily would. I'm not trying My to... My
2: PC was upgraded, not entirely new upgraded, uh, about 18 months ago.
0: And would you say, in terms of a crisis... Uh, my old one general level did that take you from like medium to high or Yeah, it took
2: me from medium to high. My okay. old one would have run... my old one ran crisis, but um you couldn't get it up to the high settings not okay. without killing it. So, whereas my new one it just breezes it and I reckon this new PC will be fine until the next batch of consoles comes out whenever they come out. That's when the yeah. next upgrade.
1: But not still two upgrades within the same cycle as a it...
2: Really yeah, but happened. my upgrade wasn't much. My upgrade was like £200.
0: Yeah, okay. I think and also, like you could sort of argue to an extent that connect and Move are sort of a next generation... Although it's not doing much on a... Uh, it's a next generation money spinner, certainly. But, yeah, uh, but I think they, they're just sort of wanting to get the long legs... Oh, this doesn't make sense. Wanting to get long legs on the console? Does that so it would it would help
1: heat dissipation? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Took a
2: second to get that there, yeah. <laughs> I believe... Hopefully, that PC gaming is more expensive. It's just not as much. You know, you're not talking thousands of pounds as people will claim, unless you're stupid and you go and buy an Alienware rig, brand new. Yeah. You know
1: <laughs> the water cooling. Yeah. Glowy bits on the yeah, inside. The, yeah, the it's one. barracuda inside, just because it can. Yeah.
2: <laughs> for that extra cost, you do get, I think, a better gaming experience because you get you get your 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 higher resolution graphics for a start, and you get the benefit of mouse and keyboard because mouse and keyboard is just a better way to play most games yeah. with the exception of driving and fighting games mm-hmm. those are the two that are better on console
1: it's not as good for like platforming games as well so kind of like if you're playing something like uh, Uncharted you wouldn't want to play that on a on a keyboard and mouse Uncharted would be fine yeah because you wouldn't get analogue control for the movement you'd be doing it on the keyboard that would not be very fun
2: Uncharted it was something like uh, like a 2D platform game like Super Meat Boy or something is better on a on a gamepad because I've tried it. Yeah,
1: um, but you can well, plug a gamepad, which pad, is strange you can actually. You plug a gamepad like on their PC anyway, though, so it doesn't really matter. That's not it's not a, yeah. it's not as, it's not as big a deal breaker. I mean, you can you can use a gamepad yeah, yeah. on the PC. Well, so that's see. that's
2: what I do for like games with like Grand Theft Auto and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I'll have the gamepad for the driving bits and the key mouse keyboard for the shooty bang bang bits. That's true. There's
1: a yeah. lot more wacky
2: yeah.
0: peripherals you can get um, on the PC. I say wacky peripherals. That is again all coming. To, it's all convergence. There's going to be one system in the future probably. Well, there isn't actually because that's fiscally irresponsible. But um, <laughs> in terms of like peripherals of sidewinders and like steering wheels, and that you can do a lot of cool head tracking stuff, mm. um, you can do a lot of that on the PC now. There's so. a lot of good stuff for disabled gamers on
2: PC as well. There's a guy who plays true, yeah. uh, games entirely with his chin. He just has a specially designed mouse so he can play games
0: entirely with his chin. Is it the guy who blinked out the novel? No, I don't think he's the same guy. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I finally played. I don't think. With I don't think chin. he could. I don't think he could. He could Play, he would be able to play games with
2: the chin he wasn't really good at games. He'd, he'd have to blink out you know Gears of War <laughs> F
1: blink blink <laughs> wink blink, <laughs> blink 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 <gasps> blink blink wink, blink 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 I think if I had to play games with my chin I would just stop playing games honestly I'd just read a lot more books <laughs> I've, I've, I've sort of played games with
0: my chin when I've been like, driving in Grand Theft Auto I've sort of used my chin and like knock to the camera yeah, but like, can like
1: your dad stay in the car with his knees? You're like, no, tell and to, tell him to. Do you think? Um, I mean, a lot of the discussion there's been focused on you know the, the tech and the cost of entry, and that perhaps PC is a lot more tech obsessed. I mean, certainly you get you know the sort of Xbox versus PS3 fanboy wars and things, but certainly with PC games, there's a lot of talk about you know, what's the resolution, what version of DirectX are running, you know what's the frame rate at XYZ? Can you do full-screen anti-aliasing and still keep isotropic filtering? And all these things that I really just don't understand. I mean, um, I don't think... I think with PC games, you don't get stuff like, um, you know, a nice Nintendo game, something like Mario Galaxy, that's not technically outstanding, but visually very pleasing. Or um, Okami would be the other kind of well, one. You know, it's a really nice-looking game, but it's a Wii game. There's, there's, I think with PC games, it's a lot more focused on pushing the most polygons and there's not necessarily the same attention to detail in terms of aesthetic design except from the, you know, indie developers and people like that.
2: I I th- um now just I don't think it's fair. He's, to He ex- he's, he's snuck in the indie game yeah, developer I don't think a bit at the end, which would have been <laughs> the I, sort of rebuttal. I well, think no, said, bam. I, I don't think it's fair to exclude indie game developers anymore because I think they're you know they're making as much money as you know normal they're, developers these days. People like PopCap—they call them indie game developer. Nah, not on your life. They're not PopCap indie game PopCap are making
1: games for both things. People both like, things? yeah, well, both. I mean, they're making games for PC. Yeah, um, I know. Consoles, oh, so, or okay. some like you know, Team meters and people. Like that.
2: PC gaming, I don't know if it's tech-obsessed, I think it's a choice that you make, whether you want to be tech-obsessed or not. Most games these days, you can install them and play them, and you don't have to worry about, you know, what resolution it's going to be, you know, what how high your anti-aliasing you want. If you want to change those things, then you're you're welcome to do it But most games these days. Things like, like when I played Dragon Age 2, that's a fairly recent one, I just booted it up and it was all there for me. Mm. Um, Although, there was, on the, other, on the flip side, there are those, you get, it's like anything, you get extremes. Like you, I think the good example is when Crisis 2 came out, and everybody was like, oh, you can't change, you can't change the aspect ratio, and you can't change the, the depth of field or something you know, like that. The yeah, yeah, the depth yeah. of field issue, and then Rock, Paper, Shotgun just took it to a whole new level, and it was just great. That was, really, that was, that was really, really, funny. really
1: funny. Did you find whenever you start up a new PC game for the first time, you normally have to change the resolution? So I was playing Borderlands the other night, and it looked pantaloons until I'd been the whole way through the settings. And I often find any any game like Starcraft, Left for Dead, it generally doesn't start up on the native resolution of your computer, and it generally does take a bit of tweaking to find a sweet spot with it.
0: I kind of enjoy that a little bit, though. Take in assist. the same take way, assist. in the same way that though that <laughs> I like to read sort of manuals whenever I get something new. I still Like a I kind of like that. Like, all right, well, how do I start to tool this and tailor it to what I'm going to be using it for? I like having and even in, in, in terms of PC games, something that annoys the hell out of me on consoles is that they'd they never let me map buttons to what i how I want to play them They'll give you mm. maybe three sort of setups um but like on left or dead or like I've got a specific mm. way I like to play on if I've got a control like mm. ideally, I'd like to click the right stick to jump so and you play and with jump. your feet yeah. yeah I have to sort of play with my teeth. And I just kind of, like, 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 like Hendrix, I just kind of have to... Yeah.
2: <laughs> like Because Hendri- <laughs> Hendrix was known it. for his awesome game-playing skills.
1: The buttons. He was a beast of Pac-Man, even though, it, <laughs> even though he died years before it came out. I heard it was very good.
2: Sometimes I have this feeling these days that um, developers are increasingly trying to control the way you play games. And also the way you, like, I don't know. Well, they're trying to limit... The game has control over how they play the game, yeah. and part of that is the whole. You you know that's what I like about PC gaming is that you can you can change the resolutions, you can change all of that stuff, and you can tweak and tweak. But you can even go you can even go into the script files and change like individual things like that. And, um, Arm Armor Two has this this is not particularly well optimized game. It has this thing where um, the grass it's got like. Great sort of grass textures mm. and stuff, but they take up a huge amount of processing power. Mm-hmm. But you can go into the, uh, the script of the game and re you know change it so that it doesn't take up quite as much um, power. You can like reduce the size of the grass, or you can stop it, you can stop the way the shadows you know change as you move constantly, and that's constantly doing that. You can stop that from happening so that it runs faster, and that yeah. you know. So, but you don't have to do that, you can, um, you know, you. It's just—it's just all about how deep you want to go into it. It, You know, you don't have to know these things to play to play PC games. All you have to know really how to install them, and that still is, even though to be honest, having played PC games, I don't really notice it anymore. Yeah,
0: I don't want to say like having bought all of my games on Steam now. Yeah, sort of takes out the sting of
1: the install process. I guess that's true. You just load them in. I just wanted to say that the, the talk about the grass and the shadows is definitely the nerdiest thing ever said in this podcast. <laughs> um, and I think, I got it, it's a good achievement. Uh, well, no, there's a good point about the controls because I was playing Bad Company 2 on the Xbox and I was like, oh, it was something really stupid. Like every time I tried to run, I ended up throwing a grenade. As you can imagine, I'm not very good at this game. Mm. And I tried to remap the controls and the options and I just couldn't get it the way I wanted. And a lot of console games are just like, here's your, here's your controls and you're sticking to them. Explosion Man takes it to a good extreme. you can change the controls, but all the buttons say "explode," and you get an achievement for changing your <laughs> controls anyway, just just for trying. Um, but in, another thing about control is, of course, DRM, um, and that is one thing that um, you know PC gaming is getting—it's getting worse for, I think, rather than better. You know, obviously the console, your disc, it's copy protected, but not very well. And Bulletstorm leaked for the 360 before the PC version did but um, obviously consoles have had their fair share of piracy, and the PS3 was recently jailbroken, whatever you want to say. But PC games uh, now you're getting this even worse DRM. So previously it was things like you know was it called Secure ROM. Those secure ROM. And these horrible rootkit things that used to install really maliciously. Ubisoft's
0: notorious one is yeah. called UniLock. UniLock. is uh, just, just
1: like. Uh, it sounds like I should be on a bike. The most oppressive. <laughs> say, it sounds, the like most bra- <laughs> sounds like a
0: brand of medieval chastity belt. <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a brand of oppression.
1: <laughs> UniLock, <laughs> UniLock branded oppression yeah. coming soon to the next UniLock
2: list. oppression corporation. That. Yeah.
0: No, that, that, that. That was, was
1: it. You are <laughs> not even going to talk about Assassin's Creed Two. And I feel if you got disconnected from the internet, you've t- you've gone on
0: linear my friend, on DRM, DRM, and the need, own need website. for an internet connection. And
2: in, I did an article on DRM. And I did. I actually, I actually did research for my for this article, and I Oof. looked at I looked at the license agreement for uh, Far Cry Two, um, which was one of the games just before this new Unilock DRM came out. And I was looking through the license agreement, and it said you're not allowed to use to to use this this game against morality.
1: Against morality. Against
2: morality. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? What does it mean? How how? And try think of a way that you could use a game against morality. The only thing I I thought of was maybe um uh, commit adultery with it.
1: You could um cut a line of coke with the Far Cry two disc. You could slash a nun's face with a copy <laughs> of Far Cry Two. <laughs>
2: that would be illegal though. That wouldn't be immoral.
1: Immoral? Um is so is a, it, you're not you talking could, about You could, could
0: legally marry a a game and then cheat on it with another game. So you could marry two games. Yeah. Big, bigamist. Bigamist, yeah. But that yeah, okay. So you could you could commit bigamy. But you need to find, games. like, a priest who would be willing to do that. I can feel that am not sure. I can feel not this sure podcast really spiralling
1: into a five-hour discussion on the very nature of morality that'll take us to the heart of our souls. But anyway... Than let the, let's just, the, just move swiftly on against morality. The, yeah. Cough, what the, low, the fact low that low they gunman.
0: have to put in something which is it's intentionally just, nebulous to cover themselves. Yeah.
2: It's just a catch-all clause. They don't... Uh, the legal eagles probably don't even know what what it means themselves. I know, it's I know what it is.
1: It's to stop people from drawing big willies in the game's map editor. <laughs> Would that not be some, something they could argue as being against morality? A big a big erect phallus. Well, people have been, people have been drawing big phalluses throughout history. So uh, <laughs> I'm drawing it's a big a phallus th- right now. You just can't <laughs> see my laptop screen. That's what I do whenever I'm not talking. Phalluses <laughs>
2: throughout history. That'd be an interesting book to read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have too much reading is a, involved.
1: Is it a, a pop up book? <laughs> <laughs> only only if you wanted to be.
0: So yeah. So yeah.
1: yeah. Oh god. That's it. that's that's it. We kind We're, of we so almost got are...
2: towards an intellectual discussion then, it kinda of no, 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 we'll, probably, we'll no, bring it I, we'll
1: bring, I, it, bring it back into the piracy so. Then I whip so, it a big floppy fellowship. So, so a lot of <laughs>
0: So a lot of some of the piracy means that they've been going. There's some where you have to be connected to the internet while you play a game. And while that's fine for, obviously, a multiplayer game. Uh, a lot of single-player games uh, that were coming out. Assassin's Creed, I'm pretty sure, as well. You, you would have well, to be online. No, well, no, it was Command & Conquer, was The wasn't worst
2: it? one was actually Splinter Cell Conviction. Yeah. Where if your connection dropped it would just kick you out of the game entirely and you'd have to start it all. Yeah. So really essentially
0: heavy. it was pinging back and forth because it knows, yeah. like anyone, if you just type in yeah. anything and torrent you can get it for free online and in the old days you would just have uh, well actually in the in the old days for the LucasArts games you would tend to look in the manual and it would say, let enter the third word from the fourth paragraph. Yeah. And that was the way of making sure that you had bought a physical yeah. copy that essentially changed into the uh, key generators but then People can quite easily crack those key generators, yeah, and well, so now one of their approaches that is as it keeps getting sort of cracking down harder and harder. That permanence, like we're going to keep yeah. checking whether or not you've stolen uh, or you're playing a private copy. Well, one of the
1: one of the most effective um, types of DRM is of course Battle.net, which is Blizzard's online service. Starcraft Two is completely online; you can't play it without logging into your Battle.net account. Well, it means that you can you can actually you can log in from any computer into your account and that's all well and good, but you can't play single player offline. You just can't. You just can't get the, into the, it.
0: There are ways, though, because I was on... Um, oh, was that the kind of guest account a, type thing you Well, no, do? I was on a torrent site, and there were torrents for StarCraft 2 on there, so mm. someone's got something. Unless it's just, you know, well, that's a thing, giant I Trojan a horse.
1: Yes, I, I guess for every piece of DRM, it'll exist there'll be somebody sad enough to do some kind of Tool pretending to be battling and pinging Cracker back and forth, it. and that's how you would break the Unity the Ubisoft thing. Not that we, not that we endorse Paris or anything, but, but it's fairly obvious it to broken do broken. that kind of thing.
2: Like Ubisoft has now scaled back mm-hmm. this DRM; they're not using it anymore. Like Brotherhood hasn't got it. There's Assassin's Creed Brotherhood.
0: I should there's the <laughs> yeah. dot, keep, dot,
1: keep, keep it keep it simple. The various <laughs> humble
0: indie bundles have been DRM free. Yeah, um, you literally just you just download it and yeah, go. yeah, I got World World and, of Goose DRM free. And I was going to say actually. Piracy in an online sense is nothing new. I think the games industry are sort of late to find a solution to it because if you look at music industry, uh, Napster being of course was the sort of I know, it was like ten years ago. I think now Napster just brought it to the fore and made it really obvious. They brought it to the fore, and then well, the solution then has come through in the form of iTunes and things like Spotify. It's not a great way; they're not making as much money as if each one was a, a physical copy, but there's certain benefits to it and there's certain drawbacks there but they found a workable solution to it and the games industry are still sort of trying to find what that means and in terms of cracking down like the harder you crack down well you're just asking someone Mm. to sort of pirate it and then it gives sort of people who want to pirate sort of an excuse 'Cause like, oh, well, I don't want this person controlling my stuff, so I'll just steal it. Because we all know, Jakey's have got broadband.
1: I mine. He's, he's at. Starcraft 2, by the way.
0: I play as a Zerg mine. Oh, pal, we got a gen for Creative Suite Five. This, but, is, um, this is getting
1: worse.
2: <laughs>
0: but there are all sorts of arguments that uh, I've
2: heard. You know, like one of them came from the um, person, the guy who made Minecraft, is that um, piracy isn't theft because. Uh, when you steal something, you take that thing away. But when you pirate something, you don't
0: actually take the object away. You, just but you are taking away think,
1: somebody's revenue.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of a transaction, you're robbing them of. So that's the other one. Does that does piracy count as
2: a lost sale?
0: No, I think it's naive to sort of to look at um, again the torrent lists and say like each of these is a lost box that would have sh- moved off a shelf or gone through their official site, but the fact is that while some people will just download anything because it's free in the same way that you hand out a free hat to someone even if it's ugly yeah. someone's going to take it and wear it, <laughs> is it I don't see you in hats
1: it's hats it's always hats
0: <laughs> they're everywhere but uh, when um, if you look at sort of again the sort of progression in the music side Radiohead sort of they did theirs so they got a lot of bit of publicity probably just because it's Radiohead but they offered to pay as you go and or pay, for, pay what you want yeah. for their uh, In Rainbows album do you know what the actual average was?
1: Probably £2 or something.
0: Yeah, the average was down at about 4 or £5. Um, and that's because the vast majority of people, like me, just plugged in zero. And I, didn't, I ended up deleting it, because I didn't really particularly like the album.
1: I paid so a £6 sense, for it off iTunes, great album.
0: I, I, bought, mean, I bought, it. So, again, bought a physical copy. he bought a physical copy of it, for like, and I didn't like <laughs> it. So there, like, the benefit is, okay, well, someone... Like, I wouldn't have like, really listened to Radiohead uh, like any other time, tried it, didn't like it, so getting no loss there but so the point I was trying to get back to you mentioned uh, World of Goo yeah so they did pay what you want for World of Goo and so they offered it for you know essentially free and a lot of people took up that offer put in zero um, or I think one dollar might have been the minimum and quite happily did it but in World of Goo they've got a leaderboard where they can see uh, everyone who's playing and you would rank up your little goo tower Mm -hmm. and they still found out that they had 80% piracy so, it's not the price; <laughs> it's not performance, because World of Goo can run on a notepad, like not a notebook, like physical paper and pen will run yeah. this game.
1: <laughs> I, I think if it was impossible for people to torrent movies and music and games, sales would be much higher. Mm-hmm. I think if it, I think if it was ap- if it was absolutely impossible for you to download a film, people would simply. Pay for them as entertainment, but because it's an avenue and it's there, mm-hmm. people don't buy them. I, I'm not necessarily saying that if you download twenty movies and watch them all, yeah. that that is twenty lost cinema trips. But I think it's 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 obviously con- contributing to yeah. to yeah. lost I mean, the, money.
0: And there is the argument there that the industry should adapt to the way people want to watch it. I mean, why can't you down or maybe not download the <coughs> physical copy? Why can't you stream? Uh, I don't know what's the movie that's coming up. The next Batman movie. Why can't I sit and stream that on my laptop yeah. the day it comes out? That's a, yeah. And I could, like, I'll pay. You know, whatever. It's going to be less than I'd pay to go see a cinema because it's not going to cost them as
1: much. Well, you could. I don't see why it wouldn't be acceptable to pay a fiver and then you know, stream it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than pay seven pounds, you rip off cinema ticket five pounds for your cold popcorn. Yeah. Two fifty yeah. for your watery coke.
2: One fifty for your three D gla- for your three D movie, and, and then another fifty yeah. p for
1: your three D glasses. Yeah. And, which some of the
0: times aren't allowed to. Uh, keep. Yeah. But then there are some people, like I saw um, Grindhouse, the, the double feature. I saw the, the Cameo Cinema in Edinburgh, okay. the local cinema here. And that was like very much a cinema experience. That would not have been the same on a laptop or like on a TV at home. Yeah. Um, but sort of, they say, well, if people... For games, though, where you can download a lot of these games legally from the websites or through Steam or Impulse or you know the various other sites people just pirate stuff because they like getting stuff for free on the web. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a hard thing so, well, so the
2: itself think. is a form of DRM ultimately.
0: Yes, that's, yeah, that's true. Completely closed but system.
2: It's in a way I don't mind it. I love Steam.
0: No, yeah, it's because it's not I think it's really yeah, it's really convenient.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's really, good. really convenient. It's it's got some really good deals on it. Not not all the time, mm-hmm. but you know, some like I don't know. I suppose my amount of money I spent over Christmas during the Steam sale is probably quite shocking if I went
1: back and looked at it I think uh, one thing that I haven't pointed out which is quite bizarre because I normally make some kind of Mac related point is that the Mac's actually in quite a good position now to uh, be a good market for games because you've got Steam and uh, things like said 5 You know, I, I got Set 5 for the PC it works on the Mac as well but you've also got the Mac App Store and one thing the Mac App Store does is it allows people to put out games for free. The I mean, One thing that uh, piracy does is if you're if you're a two D boy and you develop World of Goo right and you charge a ten or four somebody pirates that you get no money, but you also have a choice that you can do an ad supported version of your game for free so people who like games for free can still play them for free mm-hmm. and they can get money for that. So one thing that's things like the App Store and if Steam offered a similar service, it it empowers the developers to make money whatever way they want and so they can they have a choice if so they say right, people are probably going to steal Angry Birds why don't we just do it for free and make a bit of money off mm-hmm. the ads? And so that's that's one situation in which things like you know, the Mac App Store and potentially, you know, obviously Android Market as well, but potentially things like Steam you know, would counteract mm-hmm. DRM. So if people are going to download it for free, then you can say,
0: let's just make it free. Yeah, And although it's not um, maybe specifically the case with Angry Birds, a lot of those uh, kind of ca- those casual social games, the base thing is free, and then the way they make revenue is through the in-app purchases, purchases yeah. or the microtransactions. The people who go, well, you know what, I do want to spend... Fifty pence to buy some uh, seeds for whatever my plot of garden. Have you well, ever have you ever paid for an in-app purchase? Um, I did, but I have on Team Fortress too. Oh, okay. I did, like I say, I bought something from their store because I didn't want to grind for it, and I wasn't getting in a random drop. And that was, you know. It
1: so the L- does DLC count as an in-app purchase? So just another horrible I thing know, that they they hinted at my hatred for and my. Uh, Sarcastic book. Well, I,
0: mean, I think, on like, sort of not too much to say to it. I find DLC is like so pre planned now.
1: The, like the like one that disgusted me to was the Assassin's point. Creed 2 and just left out two chapters of the game, you know, where One Minute Ezio was, was in Florence and oh, now he's in Spain. It <laughs> <like laughs> <playing laughs> left out the now whole thing. Now he's turns. in China.
0: <laughs> like when did his voice change? Double Fine, I find particularly um, off putting now where they're putting out very small games like Costume Quest and Stacking, but then there's also DLC for that, and I don't really understand why. Because they're sort of four or five hour experiences, so why not just give me this extra hour or two in there? And it's so pre-planned because it, it's, it's, it brings around the second round of announcements and teasers and previews and, you know, it's the second uh, spike for them. I guess, yeah, that's probably why. just think f- f- make a, a bit sense. of
1: extra money. A
0: lot of
2: DLCs are usually mediocre as well. Like, yeah. there was a big push for the new Mass Effect 2, the Rival oh, DLC, arrival. which is going to be part of the Mass Effect 3 plot, incidentally which is kind of like a way to kind of make people buy it. I don't like I don't buy actual. that
1: because they said the same thing about the um, Mass Effect 1 DLC or bring, down, bring the down the sky in it. You know, I did that download didn't, bring down the sky.
2: That didn't did, was that even relevant?
1: Well they said the Batarians were in it you know the big guys with the six six eyes bug eyed guys they were going to be really important. It turns out they're really important because you're going to shoot a lot of them in Mass Effect Two, yeah. but not necessarily for the story. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I refuse to buy rival. That said, Lair of the Shadow Broker is possibly the be- best DLC ever. It's fantastic.
0: So on the point of uh,
1: DRM, I was going to like
0: try to have like, no- the next round of the game show. Oh, the okay. maybe. I'd almost forgotten about it because I thought I wouldn't have to give up my flake. No, too bad, no. <laughs> I was going to try to look at sales and see if you guys can guess what the top PC games are. But the NPD, the group that clates and uh, tallies up the number of sales of games. They don't really release a lot of their stuff public anymore because game journalists, in their infinite wisdom, were citing them wrong, using the numbers out of context, and generally just buggering up all the work they were doing. Okay. So they don't do that anymore. So I did the next best thing and I went onto Pirate Bay <laughs> and I tallied up uh, the top number of seeds. So this is just a straight quick round. Give me the top three games on PC game right now. Okay, um, StarCraft, Crisis Two, and uh, nope. Billstone right, Crisis Two. Alan gets one point. Rick, keep going, fast round, quick, quick, quick. Uh,
2: Dragon Age Two. No, nope. um, come on, so, so it's already been mentioned.
1: <laughs> I, I, I didn't get a clue. I, told you I this was trying.
2: I was trying to think of ones that he didn't say. Dragon Age Two, Crisis, and.
0: Okay, well,
1: I
2: don't
0: like it when I'm put on the spot. That's fine. Well, okay, well, the, to- <laughs> the you're top, you're lucky I didn't punch three. you. That's fine. I'll take this spot, and we'll do it in the next round. On the next round, anyway. Portal two? I not No, nope, Portal two is not out yet. Uh, um, I've been... And it's through Steam as well, so I don't think I didn't see any Steam uh, or Valve games on that list. But all right, well, top three games it was Crisis, which had about uh, twenty thousand people downloading it right now and then second was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood which had uh, about 8,000 and then Sims Medieval which had 7,000 oh, oh, Sims on. Medieval come we on we were real men we don't play this kind of game so you're saying <laughs> Crisis 2 and we came up a lot in the beginning so here's this one right Next, so we'll do this as the round so point four, you can get the order of uh which platform sold the most for Crisis 2? It was released on the Xbox 360, PS3, and PC, as we said. 360, 360. PS3, PC. Yeah. Okay, you both get a point. But I said first. That's a lot easier. <laughs> well, that was, that was only
2: retail sales. That didn't include online downloads.
0: That's true. <laughs> so,
2: no wonder the PC was last. Because yeah. PC games don't get stocked in retail stores anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kingdom
0: well, Kingdom that Kingdom. was actually you not know, from that list that I pulled it from that was going off uh, amazon.com and amazon.co.uk and amazon.co.jp well, that's so uh, I had this over. I say I
1: this is actually I just pulled this from Gamma Sutra amazon.co.jp you mean somebody bought Japan. an Xbox game in Japan <laughs> well I mean you can look at it in terms of territories
0: okay. and in Japan uh, it wasn't crisis the top selling PC game in Japan is Monster Hunter Frontier Online 2010 anniversary package it's always Monster Hunter always that's also
1: number three, actually, is Monster Hunter the, Frontier. The Online reason, the reason 10. The PSP. I've never heard of that. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> the reason the PSP I'd sell to the DS and even the 3DS is because of Monster Hunter and Dating Simulations, I think. Is the other one. But yeah, anyway, there you go. Oh, well, my game show sucked.
0: It didn't it suck. Didn't. I, I enjoyed it. Well, the winner was Rick. Oh. So uh, the winner is you. How was that? How's that going? A go?
1: winner is you. A winner is you. Cong- Congratulations.
0: All the off-likes that belong to us.
1: I have to give one of my flakes.
0: You don't have to give
2: one of your flakes.
1: My mum, right. my mum bought me that Easter It's <laughs> <laughs> the only one I've got.
0: Alright, well, to cap this road show off, what's your favourite PC game, Rick?
2: Um, Off the top of my head, probably The Witcher. Certainly in recent years, The Witcher. You know, you've got classics like Thief 2. That's that's a good one. But, you know, at the moment, probably The Witcher. As um, a pure PC game.
0: Hmm. Can I pick three? You can pick three. I'm only going to let you say one, though. Okay. Half Life Roller Coaster
1: Red Alert 2 Tycoon. (laughs) 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 You swore again. (laughs) That's what you get for not letting me win the quiz. (laughs) What's your favourite piece of game? (laughs) Is it also Half Life Roller Coaster Red Alert Tycoon 2? Team Fortress 2. Good call. Good call. I think this is the longest podcast we have ever done. In fact, I don't think I know...